Hey guys, it's Mom Taraj, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. <laughs> Welcome to the Mom Taraj creepy spooky Halloween special. I'm one of your creepy hosts. Gary. Creepy Gary. <laughs> Ashley. I'm Ashley. <laughs> Listen, being Ashley and living Ashley's life is scary enough. <laughs> You're not wrong, Creepy Gary. You are not wrong. <laughs> Actually, true story, when I was made fun of in school, they used to call me Scary Carrie. Even oh, that's it's not Carrie, it's Carrie. Get it right, it's not Carrie. Anyway. I was assholey, so. I mean, you still are. Assholey, trashly, assly, take your pick. Well, welcome to the show, guys. Yeah, this is going to be a fun one. By the time you hear this, I will hopefully have been moved into my new home. Hopefully. Or else it will be even scarier. (laughs) (laughs) Or else Scary Carrie's going to need a lot of medication. It's true, it's true. So, welcome to the show. We've got a great haunted episode for you today. We've got spooky Halloween stories that we have written in from uh, various people and one that we've collected from the internet. Plus, plus we've got Hot Goss Scary Celebrity Edition, which is so fun. I know you get Hot Goss like multiple weeks in a row, but it was just too good not to do it. I mean, I want Hot Goss every week in a row, so pretty much, me, you know, whatever. But as always, the tits. And the, the shit. All right. Well, for the tits and the shits, I thought maybe we should just talk about our Halloween plans, which are essentially the same Halloween plans because we're spending it together, kind of. That's right. The shits are that it's COVID. (laughs) I mean, let's be real. Right. And I was really excited, frankly, about walking around my new actual neighborhood. Like, when you see my house, Ashley, it's made for the holidays. Oh, I'm sure. It looks like in a movie about when someone comes home from Thanksgiving break and brings a friend home from college and it's like, meet my parents. They're crazy hippies or whatever. But also like Halloween. Yeah. We could actually go door to door in a different world than the one we're living in and do Halloween, which living in New York, you do not get to do. No. So the shits are, that's not happening. The tits are that uh, you and I are in a bubble and we're going to do Halloween together. My kid was born the day before Halloween on Mischief Night, which I heard is like kind of a New Jersey thing. A lot of people don't know about Mischief Night. It is. It's not like all over. No, it's not all over. Yeah, of course I do. Mischief Night is when the night before Halloween people like egg and toilet paper your house and do fucking shit to your house when you're a teenager usually. Yeah, like growing up in Hoboken, it was like mischief night, you don't go out. Because also because there was a rivalry between the public school kids and the kids that went to my private school. So it was kind of like if you're out on mischief night, you're probably going to get your ass kicked. So in true Carrie Satara witch fashion, she conceived on a triple full moon and had a baby the night before Halloween. So that's fun. We are celebrating Luna's birthday with Seba on Halloween. We're going to do an early kind of Halloween thing where the kids wear their costumes and I got a pinata and we're going to hit a pinata and we're going to have pie and we're going to do some like Halloween stuff, hopefully at our new house and order some pizza or whatever. Do like a little mini early Halloween and then we can go about our, our separate ways. Yeah. And then do whatever. I mean, I'm at first 
have been hanging on to the thought because I love walking around my parents' neighborhood on Halloween. It feels very, it just feels nostalgic. Good. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't trick or treating in that neighborhood. I moved to that neighborhood when I was like 15. So I was too old for it. But, you know, that's what we've done every year. And it's a really good neighborhood to walk around in on Halloween. You know, every day when I watch CNN, it just says that numbers continue to surge. So I don't know if even walking around, if that's such a great idea. Because, you know, in this area, sadly, there are still a lot of people who don't wear masks and the streets are going to probably be filled with a lot of people walking around. And I just don't think it's worth it, you know? So um, on the live show, which will be airing tomorrow, we are going to have somebody from Rotten Tomatoes kind of going over some fun family Halloween movies. So I think maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll eat some candy in our all family skeleton matching jammies and uh, watch Hocus Pocus or something not too scary. Maybe a Curious George Halloween, something age appropriate and um, just hang out. Yeah. What is Seba being for Halloween? I don't think I know that. He's Woody. He's now kind of like not as obsessed with Toy Story anymore, but he is excited about being Woody. That's what Um, uh, Gina's son Tucker is going to be Woody. Those two have so much in common, Tucker and Sebastian. And then Chase, Chasey Beans, as we call him. I don't know how that started, but Chasey Beans is going to be Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, I might make Clementine a little slinky dog costume if we're going out because I feel like I can do that easily enough. Yeah, Um, that's cute. But... We'll see. Everything is so up in the air right now. And Luna's going to be a flamingo, right? Yes, a flamboyant flamingo. I don't want to know a flamingo that's not. It also could double as an Elton John costume. Put a piano on her and she's good. We would love, though, to see the pictures of you and your kids if you guys are doing some fun Halloween stuff. And you can send us DMs to our Instagram and we'd love to see our listeners what you guys were for Halloween. Yeah, tag us in your posts. We want to see them, guys. So should we go on to our first segment, which is creepy Halloween stories? You know what I sound like right there? I sound like the woman from Glow when she plays the Russian lady. I have a real issue with Alison Brie, man. She wore sneakers to my friend's wedding, and I have never liked her since. I'm not a big fan of hers. Lee has a crush on her, and I'm like, that's so typical, Lee, that you would like a very skinny brown-haired girl. I'm over it. Uh, I can kind of see the similarity between you guys, though. Ew, that's the worst thing you've ever said about me. Why? She's pretty. I mean, that's about all I like about her. I mean, that's all I'm talking about. Would you wear sneakers to someone else's wedding? I not sure unless not. I just recently had foot surgery or something. I don't know if she did, but she was wearing sneakers. When I was pregnant and I went to a wedding, I didn't even wear sneakers. Yes. I know. It's inexcusable. I'm sorry. I was pregnant, actually. I wore really cute sandals and they had to be open because my foot was 23 times its size and disgusting, but they were cute. Listen, I was pregnant at this wedding where she wore sneakers and I was in fucking heels. High of course ass, you were. uncomfortable heels. And a tight ass dress, and you know, she could have done more for my friend's wedding. That's all I have to say about that. All right, so here we have creepy Halloween stories. Ashley, do you want to read the first one? It was a few weeks before Halloween, and I'd already decorated my house for the holiday. I realized there were a couple of decorations in the shed in the backyard that I needed, so I decided to go get them. It was nine o'clock in the evening, and it was raining. I live in the suburbs, ooh, against the hills, (laughs) so it gets really dark at night. I'm rummaging around in the shed. There's no light in the shed, so all I have is a flashlight, and I start to hear murmuring. (laughs) Bear in mind, it's the evening, it's dark, and it's raining. Nobody should be in their backyards at that time. I stop moving around in the shed to listen to the voices, and once I stop moving, they also stop. I pause a few seconds and start moving around in the shed. As soon as I start moving around again, the voices start back up. 
I walk to the shed door and I stick my head out. Hello? Silence. The only sound is the rain dripping off of the roof. I pause and listen. I don't hear the neighbors in their yards and all of their porch lights are off. Everyone appears to be in bed because the lights are also off in the houses around me. Suddenly, I hear several voices say, Does she know? 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 They're saying it so quietly and so fast over and over. Does she know? Does she know? Does she know? Does she know? I said, Who's there? And the voices immediately stopped. I'm spooked, so I quickly shut the shed door and practically run back inside. Later that evening, my son's alarm clock goes off at midnight and 2 a.m. Nobody set the alarm. When we woke up the next morning, all of the picture frames in the house were crooked. I just shit my pants. (laughs) That's creepy as fuck. Yo, if I heard some voices around me going, does she know, does she know, does she know, I'd be like, ah! Okay, not my child, but my little sister. She's a genius and could walk and talk before she was even one. One day, while she was about two or three years old, she was playing with blocks up in her room and we could hear her talking to someone named Amy, asking her to play blocks or telling her that her stacking was really good. When my stepdad came home later, we told him about it and he told us that he had an Aunt Amy who passed away ages ago. Let it be noted that my little sister was the first child in ages for my stepdad's family, so distant family would constantly come and visit. We live on a mountain. So one night, to get her to sleep, we took a car ride. While driving back up the mountain, she pointed at the mountainside and said, What's she doing with her baby? We couldn't see anything and pushed it off, as if it was her being imaginative. Later, we found out decades ago a woman had jumped off the mountain with her infant son. Well, this kid can see shit. I know, she saw two things. She saw Amy... But it sounds like that movie Mama. Remember uh, that? Doesn't she jump off at the... uh, Yeah, she does. All I saw were the last ten minutes. Okay, next one. My little girl is one, and she does some creepy stuff sometimes. Examples are reaching for someone to pick her up when no one's there, waving at nothing. When we are playing games with her, she actually acts like there's another player. And one day, she ran into the back hallway, and it sounded like she gave someone kisses and ran back to me. But I know there's no one but us in the house. It really gives me the heebie-jeebies. I mean, kids are weird. That's all I got to say. I have to tell you, I have gotten that sense with Sebastian many a time where I'm like, he's looking at someone else. Beckett does see things. Oh, dogs definitely do 100%. Clementine just starts growling at things randomly. All right, you're up. This one time when my oldest daughter was three, she said something that scared the ever-loving shit out of me. We had moved her out of the bedroom into her own room. In her room was a big square hole in the ceiling, which leads to a small loft room. I'm already scared, by the way. That's terrifying. Don't have a hole in your ceiling. No. The room is no more than four meters by two. I don't know what that means. I think meters squared. Okay. And has a skylight window. We use it to store boxes with books and the suitcases we use whenever we're traveling. So one night, while I'm reading her a bedtime story... I'm sitting next to her in her bed with my back to the loft room. All of a sudden, I notice that she's not looking at me, but rather she's looking over my head. I ask her what she's looking at, and she raises her arm, points upwards, and says, There's someone up there. I'll tell you, my blood froze instantly. The hair on my arm stood up, and I turned around and jumped to my feet in one fluid motion. I know you're all hoping that I saw a shadow moving or a ghostly face, but there was absolutely nothing there. Over the following week, she kept saying she saw something up there. But actually, it turned out that she saw the dark forms of boxes and the suitcases, and we just imagined it was something else. We realized that because one time she said she saw something, and both my wife and I were looking at the loft at the same time. It was boxes. (laughs) (laughs) Here's a creepy story for you. 
Tonight, when I was giving my three-year-old daughter a bath, she looks at me and goes, Ma, remember when we used to live in that other house with all the kids and the bunk beds? She's an only child. She's only ever lived in this house, and we have never owned bunk beds. I was born in Ecuador and lived there till I was 10 years old. When my sister and I were younger, I was eight and she was four. We shared a room. My sister started having nightmares. She would wake up crying, saying a man in a gray suit is trying to take me, and a lady with a white dress is helping me. This happened every night for about two weeks. My sister even had handprints on her feet. Whoa. Yeah, I don't like that. Not, no, nope. that's a nope. To try and help, my mom and dad pushed our beds together, and it didn't work. It made it worse. My parents were freaked out, and they decided to visit a Santera. Santera. Santera, which is like a healing witch. She said that there was something trapped in our home that was not there before. The Santera asked my parents if we had recently received any gifts. They said no, but my dad was holding a bag for our neighbor. I know, what the fuck, right? Inside the bag was a small box, and inside that box was a human bone. My dad immediately called a person who left the bag there. The Santera cleansed our house, and then things went back to normal for a while. We moved into our new apartment October 2010, a month after my son was born. When my son was about four months old, I noticed him looking up at the ceiling. I really didn't pay much attention. He would do this at like 3 a.m. One night, I just felt a cold chill down my back and noticed that my son was looking at the same spot and was smiling. My dog Sarah also noticed and immediately got in front of the baby like she was ready to attack. She never barked, but would growl. I panicked and said, I don't know who you are or what the fuck you're doing, but I need you to leave now. I'm not sure if that was a good or bad spirit. All I know is that it stopped. Yeah, fuck yo, that. Yo, fuck that story. That's from a longtime listener. I'm not going to say her name in case I don't know, but she also loves a spooky story like we do. Yeah. Man, that is some spooky shit. That's some freaky shit. I don't like that. Don't no, like, I don't like it that at, all. at all. Nope. Don't like that. Oh. My sister, she didn't write in because she's too busy having one million children. The new baby's room, she kept getting like a weird feeling. When she would walk in that room and she's like, I don't know, I'm just getting a weird feeling the dog won't go in that room. Tucker went in a couple times and was like, I don't like this room. I don't like this room. And so we, um, when my grandparents died, each of us took like something weird from their house. And she has this like crystal candy jar that would always have Reese's pieces in it. So she's like, I think I'm going to put that there on the floor with Reese's pieces in it because I feel like our grandparents will protect them. So one day she comes in and all of the Reese's pieces are eaten out of the container. And she's like, holy shit, I think the ghost did it. It was Tucker. He got up in the middle of sleeping and ate all the Reese's pieces. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. Sebastian would absolutely have done the same thing. (laughs) All right, guys. Next up, Hot Goss. Tradition! <laughs> Crypt Keeper! Ooh, that was a really, really good, scary laugh. Thank you. I am a voiceover artist. Okay, so we've got hot goss, celebrity ghost stories. These were all pulled from a Rolling Stone article, and they are just such a good time. So let's <laughs> let's get into this. So the first one. Acclaimed rap artist and activist Kendrick Lamar claims to have been visited in his sleep by the ghost of the legendary Tupac Shakur. Lamar spoke of the incident to Homegrown Radio, recalling how Shakur's silhouette came to him. He said, keep doing what you're doing. Don't let my music die. Which, honestly, has Tupac even let his music die? He comes out with a new song like every two years. (laughs) I know. Um, Maybe it was just a hologram from Coachella. Yeah, maybe it was. This experience later inspired the closing song To Pimp a Butterfly, titled Mortal Man, in which he (laughs) samples his real-life interview with the fallen rap legend in 1994. How do you sample a real-life interview... How, how, what? How does that even make sense? And also, 
I don't think a butterfly wants to be pimped. I can't even with that title. What does that even mean? The craziest thing is I was like there with you on the story until we got to pimp a butterfly (laughs) and then sampling an interview with a dead person. Like that was where it turned. It wasn't the beginning where he like spoke in his sleep to a dead person. It was just that part where it's like, I don't understand the logistics of sampling a conversation with a dead person. You can't. It's called a reenactment. It's no longer a sample. It's a reenactment. You know what? I'm going to ask Matt, the music supervisor, about this. Can you sample a conversation? Although he's going to give us the same answer that you and I are discussing anyway. <laughs> All right, next one. Founding Kiss guitarist Ace Freely recounts two different occasions when both his wife and daughter were violently pushed down the steps of their home by what he claims to have been a ghost. I've always had a sense that there was some type of connection with me and the other side. Freely explained on Celebrity Ghost Story, which you know is my favorite show. Am I pronouncing his name right? Freely? I have no idea. I feel like I'm not, and I feel like... Go with it. Yeah. Freely? I should know, because Kiss is, like, big, but I don't. Not long after Freely purchased a large family home in Westchester, New York, he noticed things being moved around from place to place. Once he discovered his daughter at the foot of the staircase, Freely attributed whatever presence he noticed in the home before he must have seen the evil spirit. His marriage fell apart, and his daughter moved out. But once he moved back to the property with his new wife, she immediately picked up on the eeriness without even knowing about the spirit on the staircase. She probably was, like, picking up on the fact that his wife... and his daughter hate him and moved out of the house anyway. I mean, yeah. She too claims to have been pushed down those same steps. A psychic told Freely that his house had been previously inhabited by an abusive mother who'd murdered her children in the home. Oh, my God. You know, the childhood friend I always talk about, middle school, high school. Kate? Yeah. Her mom was supposedly pushed down the stairs by a spirit. I don't remember anything else about the story. I'm sure there's a lot of elements that I'm missing. Yeah, she always told that story and I was always like yo that is fucking creepy you know from what I know of ghosts and I could totally be wrong because I think I know a lot but I probably don't know as much as I think I know um ghosts don't usually do shit like that it's like a poltergeist but who knows I guess maybe a ghost could do it but poltergeists tend to do more like straight up evil action things yeah um but again I could be wrong it's not like I'm a ghost specialist although I would like to be a ghost specialist how do we get Zach Baggins on the show he probably would not do it I think he's too big for his britches maybe we could get Aaron all right next one you're reading oh, this God. one it's my favorite I, I I know I can tell pop singer Kesha admitted in an interview with Ryan Seacrest that she believes she once had sex with a ghost just another thing Carrie and Kesha have in common <laughs> I've got a song called Supernatural she explained that song was about having sex with a ghost I lived in this flop house at Rural Canyon is it supposed to be Laurel Canyon I don't know but I copied it directly from Rolling Stone seems like Ro- Laurel Canyon Rural Canyon a thing Wow. Okay. Well, Rural Canyon, which is a word I have clearly a very hard time with. And there was this weird energy that lived there and it used to keep me at night and wake me up and it progressed into this dark sexual spirit. <laughs> it did scare me, That, but that's part of the fun of it. Yo, Kesha. Oh, Kesha. Kesha. Remember that time we drank Dr. Luke champagne? Yes. <laughs> I still have another bottle of Dr. Luke champagne. No one should be surprised to hear that a musician like Marilyn Manson once summoned the underworld. Simply a Christian school kid at the time, Manson recalls being pressured by his peers into reading incantations in a dark and supposedly haunted cellar. The controversial rocker, known for his Satan-worshipping ways, then claimed on an episode of Celebrity Ghost Stories, which I haven't seen that one, I gotta say it, that as he recited the lines of text by the glow of a Bic lighter, he heard demonic whisperers asking him if he believed in Satan. I think the most shocking part of that story is that Marilyn Manson actually agreed to be on Celebrity Ghost Stories. (laughs) And that he used a Bic lighter. 
maybe. Right. Yeah, I guess he's more of a Zippo man, huh? Of course, Alice Cooper's seen a ghost. Halloween and horror have always been part of the rock star's MO, but even Cooper admits that he couldn't have made up something like what happened to him in the abandoned rural New York house where he and Aerosmith's Joe Perry had holed up to write some songs together. What a sentence that was. And also, why do I keep getting rural? Um, (laughs) Both men were freshly sober at the time. They began to notice strange things happening in the home. It felt prankish, Cooper recalled during his appearance on Celebrity Ghost Story, like playful poltergeist, which I think are two things that don't actually go together, right? Like mischievous, but I wouldn't say playful. That has like a positive spin. Right. They're mischievous in that they'll like straight up kill you. Right. Well, he remembers hearing what sounded like furniture being dragged through the basement. Once he went to investigate, he claims to have felt the pressure of a hand on his back. Turned out the house was said to be haunted by a little boy who previously lived there before drowning in the lake. A little boy put all that pressure on him? I'd be embarrassed. I know. I don't know who this Sherry Curie is. From the Runaways. Got it. Never ask the spirits in because they will come, warned Sherry Curie in her episode of Celebrity Ghost Stories. The singer and trailblazing frontwoman of the legendary punk outfit, The Runaways, explains how she's come to regret a preteen obsession with a Ouija board that sent her into fits of rage when anyone tried to take it away. Wow, what a bitch. I wanted to reach out to the other side, but I wish I hadn't. She remembers once while asking the board about boys and future kisses that it moved on its own. Oh, you're pretty, spelled the board, claiming to be a man. Curie claims to have spent hours sitting alone in her room communicating with the board, feeling herself transition from happy young girl to someone dark and brooding with a dangerous obsession. Carrie attributes her rage-filled and abusive behavior towards her family to being consumed by whatever spirits come out of that board. Or it could just be puberty. Right. That sounds more likely in all honesty. But, you know. It's like that time I asked a Ouija board if I was going to marry Jonathan Taylor Thomas and it said yes. And then, (laughs) you know, I almost did go on a date with Jonathan Taylor Thomas as an adult. So it could have been right. It was in my path to potentially meet Jonathan Taylor Thomas. What is JTT doing these days? Uh, I think he like directs or produces or something. But he was my everything when I was little. Like, so into JTT. Yeah, the age difference on that one really shows because he felt like a baby to me. Yeah. Uh, Once multi-platinum pop star Adele moved into a beautiful new $6 million home in 2012, she began to hear strange noises that gave her the creeps. The singer's lavish 25-acre West Sussex property had previously been a convent fit with its very own chapel. Apparently, Adele was so spooked by sounds she heard that she upped her security to round-the-clock surveillance and tackled on two additional groundsmen to protect her from whatever spirits may have been lurking around. Okay, A, if I had unlimited money and I thought my house was haunted, I would do that. B, why are they calling it a new home if it is in fact not a new home? C, (laughs) don't move into churches. I know it sounds appealing because it sounds like a beautiful place to live, but this just seems like an obvious thing to me. Hello, it's me. (laughs) I must have prayed a thousand times. You really were into that. Triple platinum recording artist and younger brother of Backstreet Boys, Nick Carter, obviously, obviously, never told his family about the promise he made with his dying grandmother. According to the singer's segment on Celebrity Ghost Stories, Carter's fun-loving grandma enjoyed pulling scary pranks on him as a kid. But even still, nothing scared him more than when she was diagnosed with terminal cancer. (laughs) The way they said this. Terrible. While his grandmother was a lifelong believer in life after death, Aaron admits he wasn't too convinced until she revealed herself to him through a candle she made him promise to light once she passed. He claimed that once it blew out, her ghost apparated in the room with a cold blast and took her shape and said, I told you. 
I hope it was a Yankee candle. Oh, it, it better be. Because you know every grandma is that basic. In like harvest spice. Fresh laundry. Exactly. Anyway, on to Tiffany. Before Tiffany became an 80s mall pop sensation, the young singer struggled with lasting family demons that led her to explore the dark arts. That is the best sentence I've ever heard. (laughs) In fact, she found an outlet for her home life frustrations through dabbling in black magic. Tiffany, which also, like Tiffany of all people, a black magic witch, Tiffany and her girlfriends acquired a copy of the Satanic Verses. And like, do you go to Barnes and Noble to buy that? Like, where do you get the Satanic Verses? (laughs) Probably your local head shop. She got a copy of Satanic Verses and began to practice innocuous spells. And once her father told her she was not allowed to go to a party, she reached for the book. But shortly after, the demonic figure of a man with no eyes attempted to hold her down. She claims to have warded him off by the power of prayer and apologizing to God for ever involving herself with demons. If I tell Luna she can't go somewhere and she pulls out the Satanic Book of Verses, I swear to God, I'm going to whip her ass. I don't care. I'm not usually a spanker. That kid's going to get spanked. I'll be like, don't you dare. Yeah, no, that's like a, you don't fuck with that. Stop touching mommy's books. Just kidding. (laughs) Only mommy gets to practice dark magic, Luna. Luna Mars. (laughs) The poison frontman Brett Michaels claims a paranormal encounter turned his life and career around. I'm sure, Brett. I'm sure. (laughs) Down and out, and maybe that's how he lost his hair. Down and out in the way of his parents' divorce, the rebellious 17-year-old rocker found himself at odds with his creative spirit in a small town. Everything was caving in, he explained in a segment of Celebrity Ghost Stories. While in his friend's basement, after particularly disheartening band practice, he plugged in some headphones to relax and saw a strange glowing orb from the corner of his eye. There was no rhyme or reason for this orb, said the man behind the hair metal ballad Every Rose Has Its Thorn. He now claims that the orb was the sign he needed to get out of his podunk town and pursue rock stardom. What a weak story. Or he was drunk. Or you have a floater in your eye. I don't know. I don't believe anything you say, Brett Michaels. Let me tell you. No. All right, here we go. Ariana Grande did not hold back about her belief in demons in an interview with Complex in 2013. According to some, fear of demons is a typical Florida thing. (laughs) 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 There's a lot of things that are like very typical to fear while you're from Florida. Uh, Demons are not necessarily one of them. It's like alligators, cicadas. All the people on crystal meth. Yes, anyone who shops at Walmart. Like, demons are not one of those things, but okay. I have a fear of Florida. Does that count? Same. I I mean, listen, me too. (laughs) You are correct in having that fear. But the pop singer chose to discuss a particular experience that took place in Kansas at the Stoll Cemetery, rumored to be one of the eight earthly portals into hell. Grande recalls smelling sulfur in the car on the way there, which according to her is the sign of a demon, and then seeing three distinct Or somebody farted. <laughs> or a well, perhaps. And then seeing three distinct faces in the background of a photo she took to try and see the ominous feeling she'd picked up on. She claims to have later seen a big black mass and red demonic flashes. I'm sorry, but if there's one person who I'm just not buying, it's definitely Ariana Grande. Maybe that's why she dated Pete Davidson. Let me just tell you, that big black mass that you saw, it was your fucking clip-in ponytail, okay? Yeah. Meatloaf insists he had a paranormal encounter during the recording of his classic album, Bad Out of Hell. Like the haunting of Alice Cooper, the I would do anything for love singer claims 
that while he and producer Todd Rundgren were staying in upstate New York to work on the record, he saw a ghostly looking woman in white. And I went, oh man, Todd Rundgren groupie, explained the 70s rocker on the TV show, The Haunting of. As the encounters became more intrusive and one ripped the sheets right off his bed, the singer admits he took sleeping pills out of fear. When did you take the sleeping pills? Before or after? That's what I want to know. Also, if I was scared of a ghost coming to me, I don't think I would take a sleeping... Okay, so Matt and I have this bet. There's this big, beautiful, like, old hotel that we pass on the drive to my parents' house. And it is so dilapidated and you look at it and you go oh yeah that place is haunted as fuck it is haunted and Matt every time we pass is like what would it take for you to spend one night in there if you spend one night in there and they said you could have the whole place for free for the rest of your life like you own it would you do it I'm like absolutely fucking not Matt always says oh I would just get really drunk or take a sleeping pill and just sleep through the night I'm like that seems like a terrible idea does it not no, see, for me, I, like, train every day for this shit. Like, I, the way that we, like, disaster preparedness, I watch ghost stuff because I want to be on the top of my game when this happens. I want to know and be right, ready Right, so are you going to take go. a sleeping pill? Fuck no. I'm going to grab no. my recorder. I'm going to grab yes. my notebook, my handy-dandy notebook, and I'm going to record this shit. Yep. Yes. Well, I'm you're going to need to actually shit. record it on your phone so that you can sample these conversations in your next rap album. Exactly. I can't wait. It's going to be huge. I'll be huge. Do you believe in love after death? Because pop icon Cher certainly does. The legendary hitmaker has claimed more than once that she receives playful visits from her late ex-husband, Sonny Bono. First of all, I love their relationship, so that made me so happy. Yeah, I agree. She told TMZ reporters, like, how did this come up to TMZ reporters? It's a totally peaceful thing. She also responded to a question regarding whether or not she believes in spirits via Reddit AMA. Her answer, absolutely not. I love ghosts. I actually think that Sunny makes a light go on. Okay, Cher. I I believe if anyone believes that, it's definitely Cher. Hashtag swag bag. Okay, I'll go first. I don't have a link to it. I don't even know what to call it. But my hashtag swag bag pick this year is those hard, fake, pumpkins that you go trick-or-treating with not a bag not a soft tote with your name embroidered the old Old school school. Mm -hmm. yes orange pumpkin with the little black handle I had mine for years and then I thought I had saved it for Sebastian and then when it came time to go trick-or-treating I couldn't find it so we had to get a new one for him but I will never give up the hard plastic I love it forever and ever and ever so that's my hashtag swag bag pick so my swag bag and I even hate to say this is the cat in the hat Halloween special and I hate it because I can't stop singing the songs my kid watches it nonstop all day long but the reason why it's my swag bag is for three reasons the first thing is it has taught my kid to say spooky Halloween which I make her say spooky (laughs) all the time she goes spooky it's my new favorite thing she actually today made a joke so in the episode they talk about the hookie makookie closet so today uh, before her nap I gave her a cookie and she goes this is a hookie makuki, like a cookie. And I was That's like, oh funny. my God, you're hysterical. And two, it gives me nonstop hours. Like I was actually able to work on the script for this show and the last show while she was watching yep. that. And yep. so I do thank you for that. Although I'm so over, Lee and I just sing the songs from that show all the time. I do like that it teaches that fear is because you're brave. Like getting over fear is bravery. It's not the lack of fear. I do like that message in the show. I can tell you I have seen it like two or three times and I have not I actually couldn't tell you what happens in it like so many kids stuff that's just like on all day long in the background I don't 
actually know what happens, but Ashley, I have literally already watched it twice today, and it yeah, is I'm sure two thirty seven. Hello, welcome to my Paw Patrol life. Thank God she doesn't like Paw Patrol. It's only if we're desperate. Yeah, he's even growing out of Paw Patrol, to be completely honest. Thank God. All right, guys. I hope you have a super creepy Halloween. Everyone is because COVID is fucking creepy. (laughs) I don't know what that accent was, but I really liked it. (laughs) Happy Halloween, everybody. Enjoy it and stay safe. Okay, that's our show today, folks. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe. We are out here on our own, and these things really, really matter. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. Email us at momtouragepod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at momtouragepodcast to hang out with us all week long. We are here for you. You are not alone. We got you. So go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you, and go slay. Mom Taraj is written and produced by Ashley Heron-Smith and Carrie Sotero. Recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at mamadramaband or mamadramaband.com. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.